That's rolling. Get your backup rolling. Yeah, I've got it going. I've had it going for like half an hour. Uh, I, I'm I'm slacking fucking hard this week. It's uh, I didn't even do a social media post. Shit, I should do that. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, just I know. Oh, fucking disaster. I apologize. No, week. I am also a bit of a disaster today. I forgot that I had two coffee dates that overlapped while I was at work, and I was like, why did I make these plans? Yeah, that's uh, that's always a that's always a tricky one. Just be like, do I get them all to go to the same place, or I just tell one of them to go fuck themselves? Like, I don't really know. I know. What, what do you so. even do? There's nothing. You don't do anything. You're just fucked. <laughs> yeah, you do shit. You're fucked. It's over. Like, it's da, 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 da. I've done this thing. This is the thing that I've done. Yeah, like, I had to a- apologize so many times and just be like, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Both yeah, of them are so yeah, chill. So, but what? Yeah, you just got to kind of like roll with it and then, you know, whatever. If somebody gets pissed, you just like apologize. It's fine. Yeah. Shit happens. Shit happens. No, I'm really lucky. I have like really chill people in my life. So it was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they were like, don't worry. It's totally cool. It happens. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm totally used to Christy at this point is usually probably what it is. That's that would be my assumption because I'm used to you now. So when I'm like. Oh, Christy said one o'clock, so like two o'clock. That's fine. Like we're just used to it. It's I'm Christy. never that late. It's like between five and ten minutes at most. Uh, the Mark thing this weekend, I was so mad at him. I was like, right. I was so ready to go. I was ready to be there on time and like with time to spare. And I was like, let's go, babe. Like I've already pushed you back to one o'clock. Let's go. And he gets home, and I'm just like playing God of War, waiting for him. And I was like, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? He's like, oh, I just have to go to the washroom. Forty minutes. And I was like, Mark. <laughs> hey, you fucking said like you, you'd marry him. Like that's this is on you now. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't still really love know. him, but like I was ready to kill him. It wasn't forty minutes. It was like thirty. That's fair, but you know. But I don't know. Uh, but yeah, how was uh, how was your last few days? Uh, I don't know. I just went back to work. Like I don't really <laughs> like I didn't really do anything. I'm very tired this week. Uh, yeah, I definitely need like a weekend where I'm not nothing. Yeah, definitely like a, a, a nothing weekend. Like, I don't know what exactly that entails, um, but it definitely entails me not going on a trip or having anything to do or anything like that, because I'm still very tired uh, from that little like it wasn't even like the actual trip that tired me out. I think it was just like the last day, like that day of travel that I had where I was just like I was up all night and all that nonsense and then uh, came back here and then we did the podcast real quick. But like that didn't give me any downtime. So it's just like, all right, come home, try and sleep, do a podcast, drive to the airport, come home and be like, I got to go to bed and go to work the next day. I haven't had like a second to be like, I don't know, upload my pictures from my phone or anything like that kind of stuff. Just like stuff that would be like, oh, look, I accomplished something. It's just been like, yeah, I have a thing. pile of laundry to do that I just haven't got to yet. And I've got this freelance <laughs> job to do that I just haven't barely touched yet. And like. Like it's fucking Wednesday. I'm like, now we got to record a podcast. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? I don't know. It's been, I need the week to end. Like, come on Friday, baby. It's hard with like the day to day planning. That's why I both love having my week planned out of time, but also hate it because then you're like, oh, I'm busy every day. Yeah, basically. Basically. Like, there's, I just look at it and I'm like, no downtime. Yeah. And that's like, that's problematic for me. I need my, I need my me time. So I know. Me too. I miss it. Yeah, I like, and I like crave it desperately. So yeah, I don't. It. I definitely need like a lock myself in my house weekend for sure. So, mm-hmm. all right. 
But yeah, since uh, I'm the one hosting, I guess we should start this bad boy. That's some pretty good preamble. Four minutes. Whoa. All right. I'm not supposed to talk about time. I'm supposed to pretend like there is no time. Yeah, just talk. Just the pretend. Time is an illusion. Pretend that the clock doesn't exist, Christy. That's what you're supposed to <laughs> Time is an illusion, Michael. The flat circle. No, no, no. Wait, what is it? Oh, no, sorry. Tricks. It's, you didn't say tricks. I was going to say tricks are things whores do for money, Michael. It's an illusion. <laughs> uh, an illusion. But you said illusion, and that ruins the joke, so... I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome to Dance Robot Dance episode 109. Uh, welcome, everybody. We're so glad you've returned. Or if it's your first time, welcome to listening for your first time. That's what we like to call the preamble. So um, this week, it's another two-hander. Summers are very, very busy for Dance Robot Dancers. But we all, as always, we have our wonderful, wonderful Mark. I am here as always. I don't. Yeah. One day I'm gonna, as always. One day I'm going to miss an episode. Like one day I'm going to miss it, and people are going to be like, "What the actual fuck is he dead? Did he kill him? Yeah. He finally killed himself. Yeah. That's what happened." Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that got dark. I'm. I apologize. That got real dark. It's like not even a few minutes in. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's only going to get worse from here, guys. I think. Ah, jeez. Oh, oh, jeez. Yeah, so Tim is away this week. You've got your host, Christy, coming at you. But uh, yeah, this has been a really busy summer for everybody. Uh, Tim right now is on his way to Paris. I think he's in Paris. Like, they're in Paris. Is he in Paris Yeah, I've been seeing Instagram posts from uh, him. Well, at least Alicia. I don't think he uses Instagram. But uh, Alicia's been posting stuff uh, of them in Paris or like at Disneyland in Europe. Well, yeah, I knew they were at Disney. Yeah. Um, but, but I think in, today was their last day in Disney. That's in France, though, right? Like Euro Disney. I don't really know where the parks are necessarily. So I think you're right, actually. Okay, so they're in I France believe now. You are correct. I think they're going to Paris. Like I saw p- pictures of them, like in front of paintings and stuff. So I'm assuming they're in the city now. But again, don't quote me on that. Tim will let us know <laughs> when he comes back where how bad how badly wrong I was on this episode because that's what yeah. he does. That's what he does. Yeah. So it's just Mark and I today, and we're going to be talking, actually, it was uh, Mark's idea to have this episode, so we'll get to it when we talk about the meat of the episode, but because we recorded on Saturday or Sunday, which has just been like three days ago, there's not a ton of geeky news to talk about in our, our geek news the only, information. The only thing I saw was that they cast Spock on Discovery, which is kind of interesting, because they're now at our oh, yeah. Spock. So uh, Ethan Peck who was in 10 Things, a ABC family adaptation of 10 Things I Hate About You and CW's I Ship It, will play a young version of Spock. Oh, I have not heard or seen of this man. Seen or heard of nope, this me man. me neither. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know who he was at all. Uh, I just thought we would bring it up because we did talk about uh, Patrick Stewart returning last week, yes. which I'm still very hyped about. And we will talk about in depth at some point, I'm sure, maybe when the show actually has like details behind it. And I've had a chance to wrap around my head what I want that show to be but for now like if they're getting ready to you know have an actual spock in discovery like that's kind of it's interesting because they did show the enterprise at the end of last season so Mm. we are getting like the original like constitution class enterprise showing up in discovery at least for the first couple episodes of this year so yeah and that's pretty rad it is pretty cool it was very neat seeing seeing the old girl fly in at the end of the last season so i I still haven't i still haven't watched discovery from being completely honest um, I really need to, but like, it's God, it's hard to like keep up with television. 
See, Discovery's nice because it's only 12 episodes, and, like, you'll be able to kind of crank through it once you get into it. And it's Star Trek, so you just kind of, like, yeah, it's just Star Trek, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's different Star Trek. Like, it does have a very different tone to it than, like, what you're used to in terms of, like, uh, TNG or a Voyager or something like that. But, like, I, I enjoyed it. Tim and I both really liked it. Yeah, I would. Well, I would watch. I recommend if you watch. If you're a Trek fan, I absolutely yeah. recommend you watch it. So. I just got nervous because so many people hated it. Yeah, but everybody fucking hates everything. So, like, what's like what? Like, just my thing is like, if I want to watch it, like, if it's something like Star Trek, like, it's got that title in it, and like everybody's bitching about it, I'm like, I don't fucking care what they think. I need to know what I think. So I'm gonna go sit down and watch it. Yeah. It's the same way, like. There are people who are fans of Star Trek Voyager, and I do not like it. Or like people who hate Enterprise, and I quite enjoy Enterprise. So I really it's like Enterprise, kind of, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like I never had a problem with Enterprise. So like that kind of stuff. I'm like, you, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, or like just form your own opinion. And if the, if you want to just glom onto the popular opinion, fine, don't watch it. And, but you know what? Shut up and let me enjoy my shit. Yes. It's, it's been a while since I had an actual Star Trek show, and not like garbage, like kind of pop movies. Uh, so it's nice to have episodic Star Trek back. Finally. Yes. And uh, it makes me um, it makes me kind of laugh uh, when I think about that comic that came out. I think it, I'm trying to remember who did it, but it was that guy who was like, ha ha ha, sports, sports, sports. Who doesn't love sports ball? And then this guy comes up and just grabs his lips and goes, shh. Oh, it's Penny Arcade. Yeah, Penny Arcade thing. He's like, let people like what they like. It has stuck yeah, with me yeah. so Which, hard. I mean. I know I was super guilty of that kind of stuff before. I still am to, to a certain extent, but like, uh, cause we were having a conversation about like Drake today at the office and I was just like, all right, you guys can do whatever you want. Like, I don't need to have that conversation. That's fine. But like, yeah, like at this point, I'm just like, just, you know what? Let me do my thing. You do your fucking thing. If we like the same thing, great. If we don't, well, that's what fucking happens. That's yeah. what happens with humans. So true. Right? Everybody likes different shit. Um, so. But yeah, uh, the only other thing that, I really see, and I'm just looking it up now. Because apparently there was a little teaser thing released about Miss Marvel. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm just see looking that? it up on uh, geek.com. That's where I get most of my news. Oh, okay. Let me just find it. Got to. Okay. While we're while we're waiting for you, like uh, the only thing, other thing I see on Io9 is uh, Runaway's second season will arrive this winter and feature a connection to the MCU, which I do not know what that connection is because I did not read the article. They are going to find their classic hideout, which is cool. And a lot of half will feature a first real breadcrumb that connects us to the MCU in some way. It's probably a Roxxon connection, which is bullshit. So, yeah. Lame. Well, anyway. Yeah. It's cool that uh, Runaways is like coming back, though, in the in the new year. So that's kind of nice. I didn't I like the first season enough, I guess. Like, it wasn't my favorite show ever, but it did its job. Yeah, Runaways did a job. Like we talked about it. I liked it's the problem with these Marvel shows is they're so strong at the start. Yeah. And I think the, 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 the real problem is that there's almost, there's just too many of them now. Like there's so many fucking shows to watch. I like know. I can't keep up with like all this stuff. Like I love all this stuff. I'm just like, as soon as something turns like even remotely mediocre, I'm like, I got 500 other fucking shows to watch. Like, why am I doing this to myself? So like, I, I've been just draw, like, I'm just shedding stuff now. Like I know. crazy. And I feel like Runaways, and like I watched the first season or the first couple episodes of uh, that Cloak and Dagger show as well. And I'm like, it's fine, like for a teen show, but like I'm not going to watch it on a regular basis. So like that's just another show that's gone. Like Shield kind of went away, like all that kind of stuff. And it's the same on the DC side, where like I can't fucking stand watching Arrow anymore, so I just stopped watching it. Or like The Flash was super mediocre this year, so I'm like, am I going to come back next year? Yeah. Up in the air, like I don't know. Like I'm just like, there's too much shit to watch, or like 
too many other things that I'd rather be doing with my time than sitting in front of like hours and hours of TV that's not really entertaining me. So I'm like, I know. Uh, and that's why, like, when people are like, you haven't watched this? Like, no. Yeah, who's got fucking time to watch anything? I know I've got like, because you guys have been on me to watch Handmaid's Tale. Like, I'm two seasons behind on that. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I thought you'd watched it. Sorry. No, not yet. And then, like, season, Tim was on, like, watch season two of Westworld so we can do an episode. And I'm like, all right, great. And I'm like, where am I going to find 12 hours to do that? Like, I just, just got to sit down and do it. But I know. I know. It's not even like finding the time, it's just like finding the actual interest in doing that. You know what I mean? Like, being free and wanting to do it. There's so much other shit to do. I'd rather just sit by myself, honestly, and like not think about anything or like read or something like that than like just watch TV. Like I feel sitting there impassively watching something is just not a good use of my time these days. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I found the Captain Marvel thing. There you go. So I'll send you the link. But um, what it looks like is that now that fans can see Infinity War in HD, mm-hmm. close up, you know, p- the people who go through like. Uh, shot for shot just to see if there's any easter eggs have found something i don't we don't i don't know anybody on, like that at all i have not rewatched that movie four <laughs> times since it showed up on uh you know well then piracy sites i guess i'm not sure if this slipped past you as well but the apparent easter egg is that um obsidian and um ebony maw yeah call obsidian and ebony maw who are two of the uh Thanos's like horsemen. Yeah. Like, whatever call them. Sorry, Call Obsidian. I missed his first yeah. name. So Call Obsidian, when they show up in New York, is wearing a sash around his um waist. waist yeah. That looks like Captain Marvel's yeah. outfit. It looks, it looks like a Kree sash. It looks like he took it off a Kree warrior. That's yeah. that was the we we there was uh reference to that on the net, like when the movie came out. I remember seeing that. Oh, okay. It, it looks like it looked like because it had the little star thing, I think, too. So people were like, Oh shit, yeah. that looks like he they may use him as the person who killed the original Captain Marvel was kind of the the fan theory going around. So oh, there was a Captain Marvel before the Carol Danvers character. Like she inherited the Captain Marvel moniker from the original Kree. Oh, Captain did she? Marvel. Yeah. He died in the eighties. Like it was it was a really cool story where he died. And he's one of those few characters that's like stayed dead. Cause when they were like, Oh, we're gonna bring him back, and then people were like, Fucking just leave him dead. Like he died an honorable, horrible death. Like let him What stay was his dead. story? Uh, he ended up with cancer and died fucking horrible. Oh. Yeah, it was like not. It was a very adult, not fun story to read, but it was really well done. Like really well done. It's one of my favorite Marvel stories of all time, actually. And they like, left the Captain Marvel moniker on the Marvel side dead for years until Carol took it up. Um, really? Like people took it here and there, but like really much like the actual Captain Marvel with the Cree kind of like styling uh, costume. It was it was a good number of years between somebody having that name and Carol taking it up and becoming like. Not just Miss Marvel, but like Captain Marvel as she is now. Huh. That's yeah. like, oh man, you don't hear of a lot of like heroes dying of natural causes. No, I was, it's, uh, you, you usually only find that in weird like independent stuff, like the shit that I read that Tim kind of looks like rolls his eyes at when I start talking about like Warren Ellis and like image stuff. Like that's when you'll find out like, oh shit, the, the main character just is like gonna die of like whatever, like pancreatic cancer or something like that, even though he's got superpowers and like maybe the superpowers are causing it. And like that becomes part of the plot. You know what I mean? Like how he got them, how he got the powers may have caused the cancer to metastasize or move faster or whatever, or like him using the powers is making it worse. Like this, that, and the other thing, it becomes part of the story. Um, You don't see that mainstream comics because uh, it's all second act. Like you can't have an end. And if somebody has a terminal illness, that fucking story has an end, which yeah. unless they, yeah, you're not going to go away with in DC. Dude. 
yeah. that shit. But that's just so what frustrates. That's sometimes what frustrates me about comics, which is why I like um, short individual runs. Mm-hmm. Like that's my that's yeah that's my preference. I really like Vertigo. They do well with that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we were talking about when last time we did a comic book episode. Tim and I talked about Constantine or Hellblazer again for like the five hundred thousandth yeah, time, yeah. and it was very much like the main character, like the Vertigo character of Constantine. Like he aged naturally as the book went on. So by the time they ended the book, he was in his sixties and yeah. stuff like that. Like it was, it was different from what like you'd be used to, where like Batman's always like twenty nine or thirty two or whatever the fuck how old he's yeah. supposed to be. But I but. just find that like when you have that kind of it was like when one of my favorite series um fables when fables ended mm-hmm. i was devastated but yeah. at the same time i was like no 150 issues that's a lot of issues yeah not bad Good run. and they, they they stuck the landing from what i understand too like it was a decent ending i haven't read the finals uh the final chapters yet because i was so into it that i read too much and then like burned out yeah i burned out a little bit <sighs> but no i like that was that was always something I really enjoyed. So like when they honor that idea of like, it's, you know, it's just kind of, well, it's a finite story, right? Yeah. A finite, a finite end, a finite story. I always find that to be far more interesting. I'm like, yeah, give me that, like make it real a little bit so that I can still feel attached to these characters. Do you guys have a George Carlin book behind you? Yes. That's Mark's. Yeah, Mark's got he good loves taste. Loves George Mark. Um, yeah. He, you know what? I really George Carlin. Thank you. I feel like you guys. Once you get to know him better, you and Tim are gonna like. I've always, really I've always said I like Mark a lot, so I don't know. We just don't get. We just haven't spent a lot of time together, so. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I assume he's a good guy. I assume you would say that after you know accepting his marriage proposal, but. Yeah, no, that was when he first. I told you guys when he first asked me, I was like, no, in the back of my head, because he'd convinced me that it, you know, like marriage wasn't part of our plan. So I was like reticent to this idea and had started like building our lives around the idea of being single or not single of being just you know being that being that couple that just never gets married yeah, yeah. being that couple so i like had a panic moment because like marriage does change things yeah well, I, I mean i don't know but, like from experience or anything like that so i can't believe that tim and alicia have been married 10 years next year yeah yeah it's craziness crazy crazy like oh i just that's I mean, Mark's the longest relationship I've ever been in. But anyway, we're we're going off topic here. So um, let's uh, basically that's kind of what I wanted this week to be was just kind of let us ramble a little bit yeah. and not have like a, a. I just wanted my my whole thing, and this has been like my longstanding thing. We've done 108 episodes where we always have a topic. I'm like, I want to do it so we don't have just ramble. It's gonna be one where we're in in person probably where we can just let it go. Yeah, but no, I um, I enjoy the the ramble. I, yeah, I like I like I like, a good, I like a good tangent. That's my, all my favorite podcasts are like, oh shit, those guys just talked about something completely random for half an hour, and it was very entertaining. Yeah, so that's that's where I come from. You're like, well done, you have you. I have found your genuine conversation to be worthy of my time. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like if you can have a real conversation, that's that's always a big up for me. So. Yeah, but um, you know, what? let's uh, we're gonna talk lots about us. So why don't we get to the the meat and uh, not the meat the uh geek of the week i was trying to remember what our damn podcast next segment was let's uh yeah let's talk about our geek of the week geek of the week geek of geek of two days of it's been two days since we three two Whatever, where are we at here yeah two and a half uh i took the recycling out does that count as geek wow of the week? i know right 
Uh, no, uh, what have I been up to? This week's been nuts because I basically we recorded the podcast and then I edited it last night or on Tuesday on Monday and then last night I did a freelance job and guess what? Today's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So I guess what have I? What have, why don't you go first okay, and I'll let go me first. think? I'll go first. My brain's not working. So I was up way too late, just like stupid excessively late the other night because I was freaking determined to beat the Valkyrie queen in God of War. I still yeah. do that. It is. She's apparently the hardest boss in the game. Yeah. And I was a big old dummy and didn't wait because there's actually an item that makes her five to 10% less annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know about it and it was totally accessible and within my reach and I just didn't like nice didn't do it so i beat her like of my own like it took me hours i went over like two or three nights like as soon as we got back from uh recording on sunday i was playing god of war and like trying my freaking hardest to beat this witch of a woman and it was like 1 30 in the morning and I had told myself that I wouldn't play past midnight and I was just getting like so angry the way the way only way you do when you can't beat something and yeah. that it's that raw determination that you never experience anywhere else in your life but like it's fueled by fury and you're like no I will beat this so help me god I will beat this and like I couldn't have slept if I didn't beat her, I like I was just getting to the point of like insatiable like need to finish this. And I did it. I beat her, but it was like two in the morning and yeah. on a Monday yeah. or a Tuesday. And I was yeah. just like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. It's like you won, but like At did, what you, cost? did you really <laughs> Yeah, basically. So that was yeah. That's funny because like I know that that fight uh I'm like that's where I was headed when I last put the oh, game Oh, you down, beat so. all the other Valkyries? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. hard. I'm, I'm, I was it is. No, it's it's fun, but that's what I mean. It's such a good game. It's so yeah. worth it. Like Yeah, I got uh, a lot of enjoyment. Basically, Christy, Christy's plan for today was like, let's talk about God of War. I'm like, I haven't beat it yet. She was like, you're a fucking terrible I actually, gamer. And I'm like, I really I haven't yet either, but I also picked it up and like I'm on the precipice of closing it. I'm just doing like as much yeah. as I can, like not hundred percenting it, but doing my best. Yeah, let's see. Uh, maybe I can beat it this yeah, week. Yeah, we can and, talk about uh, that next week. Next weekend. Because yeah, then we can sure. talk about our other idea when Tim is back. Because I feel like that'll be a fun conversation. That'll be a Tim. That's a Tim episode for sure. Yeah. He'll enjoy that one. But So my geek of the week, uh, I did. So I'm still reading my uh, the, the, the the giant omnibus collection of Conan that I, I snagged for my oh, trip. I forgot you got and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically been just like reading hundreds of fucking issues of Kurt Busiek's uh, Conan run from a couple years ago uh and it is exactly what i want in my life right now it's just like brutal conan stories where he's just like one at one issue he's just bombing around you know wandering around town punching horses and bedding ladies and the next the next one he's like killing the fucking king of some <laughs> other country or something like that like on some mad quest to you know stop a crazy king or kill a fucking cult thing or is it it's 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 amazing it's just if you like good conan stories there's so much fun and they're so well drawn and well written and stuff like that i'm just like just totally engrossed just flipping pages like crazy like it's been that's probably been like why i haven't done anything else is because if i have had spare time i've just been like 
I'm too tired to really do anything except for kind of sit here and read. So I'm just going to read this Conan run, which has been fucking spectacular. So that's kind of the geek. of I guess that's probably my geek of the last two days. I guess we'll, we'll go with that is reading a lot of Conan. I don't know if I'll be able to get either you or Tim to ever read it, but I know Paul was super excited because he would, he was like, I'm going to go snag that online somewhere. And I was like, good, we'll do a bonus episode about it or something like that. All right, that's our Geeks of the Week. So I guess it's time to move on to the Meat of the Episode. I always wonder if our like listeners think that it's horribly uh, like abdushy for not joining in on those goofy stings, but I just can't I just can't bring myself to do it. I just can't. I'm sorry. No, I get it, but I'm gonna finish it. Creative meat. There, there we it go. Is. Now I'm satisfied. Fair. All right. Yeah. But no, I don't I don't think it's douchey. I think that's just not your jam, no, dude. No. So like why would you do something that's not doesn't really doesn't really speak uh it's not a mark thing so yeah so don't worry about it yeah um tim and i get a lot of joy so you do it's like why would you do improv just because i like improv exactly by the way you didn't come to my friend's show i didn't come i haven't gone to any shows like i've missed like all the tinder tail shows the last couple weeks i've missed your friend's stuff i've missed like there's a i got a couple other people doing stuff and i'm just i just haven't shown up to anything the last friend that I showed up to a concert for uh, was Matthew Good, and he doesn't even actually know what my whole name is. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been I've been pretty derelict on my friend duties lately. So, next <laughs> time you have a show, I do definitely want appearance and no elf drawing, hopefully. Yeah, shit. Yeah. You d bag like. <laughs> Your fiance got a good laugh out of it. He did. He thought it was hilarious. I know I can be funny like once every 12 shots. I think I get, I get, I'd land a good joke. So, yep. No, it's more often than that. I don't know. I don't know. You guys, you guys are all pretty, sounded pretty convinced that I wasn't a comedian (laughs) on Sunday. So, no, you're funny. I took that to heart. I was like, all right. What what are you talking about? Why did we say we weren't a comedian? I don't know. I said something mean to you. And then Mark was like, well, now we know that Mark's not a comedian. So, your Mark said that to me. I was like, oh. Fair, you're right. I think he I, was just joshing you because you were joshing me. Probably. You probably had like a really bad burn. I did. I took a fucking like super cheap shot at you. I left it in the episode too. Did so you? I'll have to listen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything got left in the episode. I bleeped out your little thing, but everything else got left in. So. Oh, my thing. <laughs> well, I appreciate you bleeping out my thing. Everything's bleeped, but yeah. I was thinking they're like, oh shit, I, was, I, I, I put it up and was like, I bleeped that, right? Yeah, it's bleeped, it's fine. I'm like, I probably should have just cut it all out, but I'm like, I don't have fucking patience to go in there. Because <laughs> I went and listened to it again, and I'm like, there's no good spot to cut this fucking thing, because we're all just giggling and rambling like idiots, so. Yeah, we were having a pretty good time. I actually yeah, was surprised at how quickly that episode. That two hours. Yeah, that two hours friggin' flew. Yeah, they do that when we're in the, the room together. Yeah. So. I was watching the clock pretty closely. I was like, Tim, two hours. We got to go. You got to get on a fucking plane. I I don't want this to be a four hour episode that I have to edit. Like, let's. Yeah. But you. Shit going. Yeah, they were lucky they had you to drive them to the airport. And they didn't have to like Uber yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That would have sucked. Yeah. So what are we talking about, Christy? We are talking about the creative side of things. So I don't know. Our listeners probably know this by now. But Mark and I are both working in creative fields, and both of us, it was Mark's idea. It was I really like it to talk about what uh, what really drives us creatively, like what 
inspired us to get into these fields? Like what, what started us on these paths to joblessness and low money? So <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, yeah, yeah. Crushed, crushed dreams, crushed I think dreams. was the, uh, um, yeah. and it is, it's all just a, a passion, I think a passion play, but let's, uh, we just wanted to like have a pretty open chat about that. And we'd love to hear from you guys too. Like for those who do it as a profession, those who do it as a hobby, like what's your creative thing? What drives you? What's that? What's that passion that really is either part of your nine to five job if you're lucky or, you know, that you practice in the evenings just to keep your sanity. So, um, for Mark, what would you say that like one or two of the creative things are for you? Like, what are your big drivers? What are those what are those? Well, would we, would we talk about, I think the first thing we should do is talk about what we actually do. Oh yeah, that's Like true. when we're okay. doing that kind of stuff. So like, I think we've talked about it before. I mean, obviously I, we do this podcast and I edit this podcast. So like that, I consider that a creative endeavor. Yeah. And that's like a relatively new-ish, it was new-ish when you yeah, started. So like it was something um, we'd been talking about doing for a couple months, like Eric and I, at least uh, before yeah. we started Dance Robot Dance, he was there was something going on with the other podcast. They weren't doing episodes on a regular basis. And he was like, we should just do a show. And I was like, absolutely. We should totally do it. It sounds like fun. Uh, I'd been listening to like last podcast and left and Smodcast, And like, I was like, I'd like that format. Like I like this like conversational format of a podcast. So we should yeah. totally do one. That's that was, yeah. So that's a new, so the last two years, I just kind of got dropped into it kind of by accident. We haven't really talked about like our co-host kind of leaving and stuff like that, but like what happened, and I'm not going to do like super details, so don't worry about that. But like what ended up happening was like Eric kind of didn't have the time to do all the back end stuff for Dance Robot Dance and needed somebody to take it on because he was also yeah, doing. He just had the baby. He just had, yeah, he had baby. the baby. He like... had geeks with kids going as well. Like that started. To, and that had started uh, picking up again. Kind of out of nowhere. Picking up as we had started actually doing Dance Robot Dance episodes. So he kind of started doing that and like was like, hey, can you edit? And I was like, absolutely. I'll give it a shot. I'd never I'd done it a little bit. But I picked it up and kind of ran yeah. with it. And admittedly, like Dance Robot Dance started to become something that I think was a bit different than what Eric and Stu had thought it was going to be. And I think that just that just happened because, you, mean, you know, it was really what really happened was me and Tim took over. Like, that's kind of the long and short of it. Like we Tim started coming up with ideas for episodes. And I was like, when are we doing this? When are we recording? I'm editing yeah. it. Here's the content. Like, and I think that it yeah. actually, you know what? It's like it's. I miss them and like it's sad that we didn't get them stay but at the same time the way it was going like you'd rather have people who are like yeah okay that's um they're cool with it and I think for Stu and uh for Stu and Eric they'd already have their kind of goofy podcast and Stu yeah. often already guest starred on Geeks with Kids so they wanted something a bit more academic a little bit more I think a little bit more structured and because yeah. Mark Tim and I had never done something like this before we were all really attracted to the idea of the like, you know, you get a topic and then you come, you talk about it. Yeah, my, my, my inspiration for doing the podcast was more uh, Smodcast kind of like conversational bullshit. Kevin Smith is stoned and just kind of rambling about whatever he's thinking about kind of stuff. Like that yeah. was more what I had in my head when we started doing the show. And I'm not sure if that was exactly what happened. But either way, I mean, like that, this is a new endeavor for us. So like it's been, we're 109 episodes as of this week. So that's two years plus of us actually producing content and like putting it out. Obviously, I like it enough that I started another show with Paul because I don't get my music yaw-yaws. Uh, yeah, Society Side B is another. It will come back. I know it's been on kind of hiatus. Summer's been nuts. Mom's been over in Korea with Paul and I've been jaunting all over the fucking place to do stuff. So also, that's just doing the two reality. podcasts is a lot of time. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, exactly. of time. And like 
we did that. And he's in Korea, so it's harder to get scheduled. Like, it's easier for us to get together kind of thing. Just be like, what night do you have two hours to just quickly chat about something? And then I'll cut it together and put yeah. an episode out. And, like, that shows more like, oh, right, I need to, like, do research, do writing, and then sit down and, like, do the episode. And then it's like, we got to coordinate the fucking time zone shit, which is nuts. So And it's funny you say that because I think that, again, is more in line with what the guys wanted this to be wanted to answer dance yeah. to me, but now that you've done it you can see that it's hours of commitment to do the research mm-hmm. and to come up with the topics and then you like the, the editing of something like um side a side b is so much more intricate because you're putting in the music and the clips and yeah it takes hours and hours to get that episode like an episode of that show out compared to like dance robot dance like, like the last episode that came out and like granted it's a little rough shot and you can you can hear that we're over talking and stuff i didn't cut it as insanely as i usually do but like I could get through an episode of dance robot dance in about 1.5 times the amount of length the episode actually is and cut it down. Whereas a side a side B is more like I it's that edit. And then it's like, I got to go do effects, like put all the sounds yeah, and the clips, markers and, and like that. go back and clean and yeah, make sure that exactly. So like there's, well, there's a lot more work and I do a lot more like actual editing to Paul and I's like speech, like while I'm doing that. So that we sound a little bit more academic. Whereas on this show, if, if I stumble over my words or I say fuck six times in a row, like, I don't care. Whereas on that show, I'm like, I'm probably going to cut a lot of that out. And yeah. This, that, and the other thing. So yeah. So like, that's, that's the podcast right now. What else do I do? So like, obviously we talked about me drawing. You illustrate. I've been doing that for illustrate. Yes. So I do, I, I just consider it drawing. My first thing is always pencil on paper, whether that be in a moleskin or on board or whatever. Like I still do the by hand stuff. I've been doing that my whole life. I don't really know when that started. I have to get my mom on and ask her like, when did I start really drawing? Yeah. It was probably like around 10 or 11 years old. It's probably around the Batman kind of movie time. Like mm. when comic books became like something that I glommed onto, I was like, Oh, I can draw that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty easy. It like, it's just line work. So I, yeah. Yeah. So I started doing that and that's been, that was going to be my career and it did kind of morph into my career because my love of that, like doing page layouts and um, drawing and typography and all that kind of stuff kind of came out of wanting to put comic books together, like doing that kind of stuff. So I kind of, I went to the design school because I thought it would be, it's a, it was a, a job that I liked enough that I could do it. And it would be enough of a sideline from design. Like it's not that far removed from illustration kind of thing that, if I was to go into a comic book place and be like, hey, listen, I've never drawn a comic book before, but like I'm a graphic designer and I've been illustrating for my whole life. Like that was kind of the impetus for it. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was a nice parallel line to the comic book thing. So yeah. So there's the drawing and there's the comics. I mean, I still, I still play drums. I used to be in bands and stuff like that. That was another creative endeavor, I guess that we, I did. So music was another thing. Obviously we've talked about music and obviously I'm the insane music fan in the group that has another podcast. Yeah, you're, the, that is- you're the passion. Yeah, and I'm the one who's like live. Like I'm the idiot who went on a fucking trip to Seattle to see Pearl Jam twice. You know what I mean? Like just flew across the country, or actually no, That's sorry, idiotic. Flew across the continent and then crossed the border to go see this band. Um, I don't That's know. It's not idiotic. No, it was it was like probably the best experience of the last five years for me. Like I had so much fun on that trip that. And that's the thing, like, you not only did you go see a band you love, but you traveled yeah. to a new place to, like, yeah. go do something cool. And I'd never been to Seattle before, which was very cool. Uh, I've been to the, I've been on the West Coast a lot. Like, I spent a lot of time in Vancouver and, like, in the BC area. But I never, I think we crossed the border once, and that was it. And I never really got a chance to look around Seattle. So that was an exciting time. Uh, what else do I do, Christy? Uh, I mean, there's the design there's stuff. Design? Yeah, you design. Yeah, there is just the design, which is now my full time job, which I've somehow managed to at least pay my rent with. 
occasionally. So <laughs> um, there is that. Uh, that was straight like that's straight out of the illustration stuff though. Like I did comic books and then like I wanted to draw and then everybody was like, oh, drawing and you're good with computers. Graphic design kind of melds all that stuff together. So that's what I went to school for. And I've managed to be employed in that field for the past almost 20 years now. Like I've been doing it for, for a chunk of time. Um, I'm think Which I'm pretty good at deal. it. Yeah, you're very good at it. You teach me every guy, guys, listen, every time I do anything graphically, I'm still fledgling at best because it's not my, it's not my number one thing. I'm a photographer and a videographer first, but I send everything I design now to Mark as a pass. I'm like, how can I make this better? And every time he makes it better. Yeah, she's not the only one. I got a couple of those around and they're all, it's all, it's weird because I don't think we've ever talked about it, but I have like my little cadre of younger female like proteges that are all designers that i give advice to about like career stuff like oh you should go do this or you should go try out for this or let me look at your work like that kind of stuff yeah so i do have about a half dozen people probably about a dozen people over the course of my career that i've kind of mentored into this stuff and then like watch them all exceed me so that's always nice too like it's always kind of cool to be that in that teacher spot and be like oh that person made good based on like some of my teaching you know what i mean like some of yeah. what i imparted on them help them become better at what they do. So even like the, uh, my friend Kristen that did the, our current cover art, like that did the, the letter work for that kind of stuff. Yeah. She like learned a bunch of her, like her typography, like love partially came out of uh, sitting at with me late into the night, laying out newspaper issues when we were at rock together, like that kind of stuff. And there's a couple of people who did layout with me at Brock or uh, in the creative department, like the ads department at Brock that, uh, I still in touch with or that whose stuff that like I kind of creatively fostered while I was there. Like that's where I got the bug to art direct was kind of mm-hmm. like I was the most senior person in a group of like team, like university students. So I was the one who was calling the shots and I fell in love with it there. So. And you're good at it. Like you, I mean, sometimes you're a little harsh, but <laughs> I think that's just <laughs> that's your personality more than it is like. You well, being... it's good art direction. You need to, you need to kind of. Sometimes you got to kind of tell them, like, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, yeah. I, you, if you're going to teach somebody, you, sometimes you kind of have to be like, uh, not sugarcoated, and just be like, here's what's wrong with this, and here's how we make it right. Here's how, how you how improve. You, that's how I learn anyway. Like, if somebody comes up to me and is like, Molly coddles me through it, I just feel like I'm not learning anything. Whereas somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, fuck face, you did this, this, and this wrong. How's here's how we improve it? Learn that going forward. I need I'm a like, mix. Maybe the fuck face. Maybe the fuck face is a little bit too much, but that's exactly what I want. Right to the point. Here's what you did wrong. Here's how we fix it. What like, and then you need to explain to them why that is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. That's the uh, see. I need that middle ground. Of, like, I try to be that middle ground for you, Christy. It's difficult because <laughs> my personality is just that's like, hey, I'm this saying, sucks. Let's fuck. Yeah, that's why it. it's your. That's why I'm saying it's a personality thing. It's it's. A good an art director position for you would be a good place because I feel like you'd struggle sometimes, but it would also help you grow some like a bit more empathy as a person, as a nicer person. No, just like a bit. It would make you a bit more outwardly empathetic. You're very inwardly empathetic. Fair, fair. Yes, I think that's kind of everything now. Like that's kind of what I. I mean, I still write, and but like the writing has become very much part and parcel with the podcast more than anything else. Like I used to actually actively like write prose and do mm-hmm. blogs and like that kind of stuff now it's more just like quick instagram posts and like i do a ton of writing for side a side b and if we do something that's in detail on this podcast i will basically write out what i'm going to say ahead of time like so that i have it kind of planned even if i don't go from that script 100 it is 
to organize my thoughts, I tend to put them on the page first and then yeah. say them out loud. So. I think that's good practice. Yeah. What about you, Christy? What else do you do? Oh, I do a lot. I you do know you a do. lot. A lot of performing, though, right? A lot of performing, but I've actually cut down on my performing. I was um, offered the part of a witch in Macbeth. when I, I went out for Lady Macbeth, but I wasn't around for the audition. The audition, which was pretty, the, yeah, the callback. So I, I was pretty bummed about that. But they offered me a witch anyway, and I didn't say yes or no yet. How much of a commitment is it? Because I just saw the message. It's, it doesn't go on until December, but I'm kind of enjoying. Like I have an audition on not this weekend, but next for Bad Dog Theater for Improv. Oh, okay. And they're like the improv hub of uh, Toronto right now, um, like more so than Second City. Okay. I'd never heard of them, but second city. Yeah, like I'm not an improv guy. I'm a stand-up guy. Like I'm gonna go watch comedy yeah. at stand-up, so that's more my thing. Yeah. Well, that's more second city-ish just because they do sketch mm-hmm. and like writing, but bad dog is improv. Yeah. See this like I feel like the sketch so the sketch would be probably more the middle road for me, like because it's pre-planned and written ahead of time. Like they're planning I, yeah. I find what you do not that I find it like bad i just find it horrifying because i'm like you're going out there without a fucking net like you don't have any i'm a planner like i need to have like you know what i mean like a, a plan of attack if something whatever yeah. and you can't do that with what you guys <laughs> do and it makes me just like Sweat. i remember i was so tense when i was watching you guys do that because i'm just like what happens if they botch like what goes wrong like what happens there and i say botch botch is a wrestling term for fuck up so i don't know yeah. what you would call it there but like yeah you do a botch job yeah like what happens if you botch and i was like oh my god That'd be so mortifying. I can't handle it. I can't. Like if I watch here, like if I fuck up on the podcast, I just cut it out. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, you guys there's are no risk. Stage, I'm, like, I'm like, oh fuck, there's people in front of them. Like, I don't know. This is too much for me. <laughs> so You know what though? Like doing improv has actually made me think more before I speak. That makes which sense. Which was always a problem that I used to have. I think I, it's still I, a problem. I still have. a problem I have. But in a way that it's not like aggressively as much an issue anymore i just uh improv is like the biggest creative thing i do i think Mm -hmm. yeah but you're doing a bunch of other stuff though like you're writing like play right now are you not like you just written a play so so i i wrote a i've written a few plays one won a number of awards i used to write poetry a lot but i didn't show a lot of people but when i did show them that i was told it was it was pretty good fair what else did i do I play my ukulele, but very middling. Fair. Yeah, I'm like that with I'm like that with guitar. Like I picked up a guitar like 400 times over the course of my life, and I'm like I can play two things maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like I suck so bad at it. I wish I was good. Like I wish I just like taken to it the way I took the drums. Like drums, I just kind of like sat down and I was like, I kind of get this. Like I understand what's going on. Whereas with guitar, I'm like notes and stuff. Eh? Oh boy, here we go. Like it's always, <laughs> I just don't get it. Just don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, what else do I do? Uh, so oh, I I did stand up one time, but I would do it again. It was super fun. Um, but story, I've, you know I've, tr- I've, mm-hmm. I've tried it a couple times. Yeah. Um, it's 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 harrowing to me. Like I just find it like even that because you're planned and stuff like that. Like I'd written my set. Like I knew what I was going to say and stuff for the most part. But getting up there is like, whew, man, you're on your fucking own on the edge on when you stand up. It's it's intimidating as hell. It is. They uh, y- yeah. Uh, it's it takes a certain set of balls and self-deprecation to do yeah. stand-up. But that's why I prefer to say I'm a storyteller. And I've started doing storytelling 
more as like an actual thing. There's like groups of people out there that function as storytellers. Yeah. Well, like, technically that's what we do. Like that's what we're doing right now. It's just, we're doing it on a podcast as opposed to live. Like if we could translate this to a live place, that would be a lot of fun too. You know what I mean? Like do the podcast live kind mm-hmm. of thing. I would love that. But yeah. Uh, and I do voice acting now. How is that going? It's really fun. I'm doing yeah. more of my, what's it called? Uh, my demo, my voice demo in, nice. in like tomorrow night. That's been really fun. Uh, Christian Potenza, who is the guy who is my coach. He is so lovely and he's just, he really believes in like everybody, but particularly he's been really, really supportive of me. He thinks that this is going to be my career, which is like exciting and scary and terrifying. And I haven't jumped in a hundred percent. I'm jumped in like 70 to 80% when I do, but I just like, it's so scary. Just go, man. Just I am. Like, and like, I, I have been, but when I had friends, you love it so much. I know. That's why I'm like, I, I'm wa- like, if you're like, I, I, I know. Cause I've been watching you kind of hesitate around it. I'm like, God damn it, Christy. That's like the thing you should be doing. Go fucking do it. Like, go do it. I just feel like I, I, to be perfectly honest, it is a huge ego thing where I am just like, what if I can't do it perfectly right away? And it's because it's been, nobody does does it great right right away. But the thing is that it's been, we have 108 episodes of this podcast that prove that. But do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that, it's that thing where I went in with an ego thing that I would just be good at it. And then I get in front of a microphone and I become a different person. And it's like, fuck. And then I like put on this acting persona and then they've called me out on it. And that always terrifies me because it like, this is getting heavy and even real, but I am always performing. It's become so second nature that I don't actually know how to be chill. <laughs> I do it for, I do the same thing, but for a completely different reason than you yeah. do. So there's that. Yeah. You know I mean? So I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you're always putting on the show. Yeah. I absolutely understand. Like going to a family event and then coming home being like, why are you so fucking tired? I'm like, cause I just put on a show. Yeah. Cause like everybody needs to think that I'm okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I just put out, go out there and just be like hyperactive podcast, Mark, like go out there and talk a lot. A lot of this bullshit. This is you hyperactive. A lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. I'm just <laughs> a lot of bullshit. Yeah, basically. Uh, not tonight. Sorry. I'm a little low energy great, tonight, but, but like, yeah, but yeah, like that's so that, that to- that's totally something that like tracks with me where I'm like, yeah, I, I understand. Like, you put on the persona kind of yep. thing to deal with people. Whereas like, I'm perfectly happy to just be like, Hey, I'm just going to shuffle around my house for three days by myself and literally not talk to anybody, but the cats. So that's awesome too. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean like you get it and it's, it's frustrating mm-hmm. because like when I get called, I've been called out on it three or four times in my life and it's always jarring because it takes me out of mm-hmm. the fact that it's just who I've become is like this goof. And Christian and I actually like sat down together and when he called me out on it, the fir- he's called me out on it twice, but when he called me out on the first time, it was just him and I, and I burst into tears and he was like, it's okay. That happens here. And I was like, why am I crying? This is a voice acting class. And he was like, cause you're acting, yeah. man. You're touching the core. It's like that community episode. Remember yeah. like where, when, uh, Troy lies about getting touched oh or whatever. God. It was too <laughs> real. <laughs> fucking crying <laughs> my emotion my emotion emotion yeah but and it's true like it, it was very very strange and because my uh theater professor mcmaster once told me that too he's like christy 
you're constantly acting, but you're never per- like you're constantly performing, but you're never acting. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he was That's okay. He was like, you need to it to be a real like he told me once, he's like, you have the potential to be an outstanding performer, to be someone who could like make a living out of this, but you don't know how to act sometimes because you're so busy performing. Yeah, I, I can, I, I know that. I, that, that makes yeah. sense to me. I had, a, I had a teacher in art school when I was at Brock tell me like, you're, you're, you're too much of a designer to be a good artist and you're too good of an artist to be a, like a, to be a designer. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And she's like, yeah. she's like, you're just stuck is basically what it is. You're stuck between like a really good illustrator and a good, good, good graphic designer and a good artist. And you don't know which side to fucking go to yet. And I'm like, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Well, still haven't figured it out. It's been 10 years since I, I had that class. I know. And that's why it really stressed me out when my professor at school was like, stop, stop performing, just act. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to separate mm-hmm. because I'm just like, well, this is who I am now. And that's a freaky thought because you're like, who am I when I'm not performing? And I caught myself doing it at work tonight. But then I had a very real, like, lovely conversation with a coworker next to me. And then someone called my name and it was like, click, lights on, action. And I was just like, frick. But I think doing improv and then when I found voice acting, even though it's been recent, I'm like, oh, this is my thing. This is it. This is the thing. Yeah, I remember when you started talking about going to voice acting. I was like, oh, well, she found her thing. Bye, Christy. Like, I was like, you're, she's done. Like, that's it. We're never going to see her again. She's going to go do that. Just disappear <laughs> into that world. And that'll be the end of it. So I will, though. Like, when I, I, the thing is that I'm, I'm being tentative about it because if I jump in headfirst to this, I know I'll drown because I'm not mentally, I'm not prepared for it. And that's why I think I put fringe ahead of it. I put like, sure going on vacation ahead of it i was gone for three weeks and when i came back they were like we didn't think you were coming back and i was like why and they're like because you were just not here yeah. <laughs> well, i'm sorry but well not this just means i'm gonna start picking at you until you go do it you know? yeah i know i do need that's what i need that sometimes i need people to pick Fair. but so and i started doing that over a year ago yeah. now like when i did it in at second city i did my class and then i've been like doing little things here and there but the infinity forge is really what's pushing me and the thing is it's it's again it's it's that idea and i'm sure you get this as a creative when you don't exercise your learning muscles like when you don't learn you start to rest on your laurels and you start to rest on your natural talents which you know when you're a creative person you get lazy but you're still like creating yeah but it's it's not at a level that is effective it's mediocre and to everyone else they might think it's great yeah. but you know deep down it's shit that's been basically everything i've designed for the past like year and a half since i left oc yeah like everything i'm like i did all this amazing work there and then i left and i'm like man all my work is now just like fucking mediocre like i just don't care anymore like i just like i just i've tapped out for some reason and i don't know but OC Tanner also like robbed you a lot of your like energy and passion. True, but I did do some of my best work. Like all my best portfolio pieces are from that place. You know what I mean? Like I did my best work while I was there. So actually, no, that's not true. I did a lot of really good work at Brock too. I feel like after I left Tanner, like things have been kind of going. Through, but I don't know if that's because I'm more focused on this or what. But yeah. it's it's been a weird like process the last couple of years creatively for me so yeah much more of a struggle than it used to be it used to just like kind of come to me and whereas now i'm like oh, i gotta fucking sit down and like sketch this out and think about it and like do it right because otherwise it's just gonna turn into a mess but part of me thinks that's just because you aren't working in an agency anymore and you don't have the like you're not working with 
like big name clients on these like multiple projects work for a big name company right now it's just like which is great yeah yeah but this is the like you don't just slip back into it and that was my other point is that when you when you let those gears and muscles rust and like become squishy yeah stagnant stagnant you can't just turn it all back on and start being good again yeah like it's like you know when you're a, a dancer and you've stopped dancing and then they want you to perform like you're a ballet dancer and you, they want you to go perform the ballet, you know, like the Nutcracker Prince. Oh, yeah. It's just like you'll need months and months of training and like a hardcore, sad reality shock that you let this happen to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I have the same thing. And it's like it, even like microcosm, like I won't play drums for a little while. And then when I sit down behind like stuff that I should be able to do, like very naturally, like muscle memory or like just from being in a particular kind of shape for to, to, to play. Mm -hmm that I'm playing on a regular basis, I'll sit down and be like, I fucking can't do a roll that fast right now. Like my hands just aren't moving the way they, they're supposed to like the way yep. I want them to. So yeah, there's definitely some of that. Yeah. It's super fucking frustrating too. It is frustrating. Cause then like you're, you're mad at yourself. Yeah. Cause you you're, you're angry that you did it, but you can't blame anybody because you're just like, Oh, well no, this is me. Like I did this. I let myself get like this. And then you're just frustrated. So you often, you just stop. Yeah. You just stop doing, or you like, you become lethargic about it. You're like, Oh, I just don't, I don't need to do it. I don't, you know, I'll find something else. And it's, it's bad because as creative people, and I'm sure anyone listening can empathize with this, you need to create like it. You need to do that because it's an ingrained part of who you are. It's part of your like makeup and your being. And it's what Mark was saying earlier. I don't know if it's part of the, the preamble or not, but there's a voice in the back of your head. Yeah. That's telling you, you know, to do stuff. And it's why I feel like creative people can't enjoy downtime very often. Yeah. That's why we that's why we, you know, are drawn to things like video games because they let you move. Yeah. And you're like, you know, fiddling and you're doing something that is able to actively make your brain focus on something else. But when you're just sitting you're like a mile a minute. You never shut down. There's always the next project or the next thing you should be working on or the thing you haven't finished yet. And the thing that like is still like heavy on your conscience because it never got finished in the way that you want it. Or you go back and you rewrite or you redraw or you retweak and it's never good enough. And when it is good enough, it's only good enough for a few months before you go back and you have a quiet moment where you go back and you look at it and you go, this is fucked up. Why don't I do this? So like, it is both very, very exciting and also a bit of a curse. Agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah. Because it, it can be both. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun at the same time, but at the same time, having that voice in your head, it's just like, hey, why are you in bed? You should be drawing something. Or why are you in bed? The podcast needs to get edited. Yeah. Or why are you just sitting there? Like, you haven't touched a drum kit in a while. Like, go record something. Or, you know what I mean? Like, go, go do some fucking writing or something like that or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of constant. Yeah. And it's tiring, but it's just like who you are, I think sometimes like it's just part of who like i know it's part of who i am like i can't picture myself not doing this kind of work like i've joked joked i don't even know if i was joking at the time but i was like i should have just gone and like followed in my grandfather's footsteps and been an electrician and like gone and done that kind of work but you can't so, like, i would lose my fucking mind if i'm not like actively doing a job where i'm like creating all day and like there's problem solving involved with that kind of work like you are creative in certain ways but it's not the same kind of thing like it's not it doesn't 
flip the switch that I need flipped, I guess, in that regard. So I can't just do that yeah. kind of work. So it's tricky. I think that's part of it, though, is that there's this there's a movie I watched a number of years ago called Anonymous, and it was about who really wrote Shakespeare's plays. And it was brilliantly yeah. done. The beginning starts off with a man who's running late for his theater call time, and he runs right on stage, and they just like dump rain on him. And all of a sudden, he's like narrating this like beautiful soliloquy-esque thing talking about what you're about to see take place and you're just drawn into this what you recognize as a stage play but it becomes the reality of the film and of the of this of the space and what ends up happening is that you know you're following this guy who is a brilliant brilliant writer but he gives all of his work to this drunkard Shakespeare it originally isn't who he wanted to have be the author of his plays the actual author but Shakespeare's the one who ends up taking the gig. And only the wife of the Duke knows that he's the real writer. And she's begged him to stop because at the time to do something like that was seen as, you know, low. You were yeah, of lower yeah. class if you felt the need to write fancy poetry and things like that. You were there to enjoy it. Yeah. You were to be written for, not to write for. And so yeah. she like sees him writing. I think it's um, it's got to be something like, Beth or I can't remember what it is, but she like grabs the papers from him and she's like, why do you do this? Why do you do this to us? What is wrong? Like I've begged you to stop and we're going to like, you're bringing our names to the dirt. And he just looks at her and he goes, because I can't silence the voices because they beg me yeah. to write. And if I don't, I will go mad or they will drive me mad. And I just found that so intoxicatingly like horrible real yeah yeah you're like Frick! well either or I like guess. it's luckily for most it's not that dramatic but there's times when i think everyone has felt that i've seen uh i've seen very i've had similar like not that play or like seen it in fiction but like i've seen like musicians that i like who have that very same moment like i've seen interviews with ed or uh, yeah. eddie vetter obviously or matthew good or whoever like i'm obsessed with at the moment where they're like when people ask them why they do it and they're like, cause I fucking can't yeah. do anything else. Like I have to do this. Like there's something in me that's just like, I should be out there singing or I should be writing this stuff. Like I have these thoughts. They need to go on paper. Like I have to do this. Like I have to be any better. You know what I mean? Like I have to go out and sing these fucking songs and like write this music and put these albums out. Like that's part of who I am. And I think that's all creatives are like that. So yeah, it's just a matter of like, I don't know where you got started, I guess. So that could be the next thing we could talk about is how you got started doing all this crazy. Well, you know what? When I was, uh, when I was six, and by the way, I like, this is like mutually led. So I can like lead the cartoon episode. Well, it was my yeah. topic. Like it was my topic. So like, I kind of, well, I know what I wanted to talk about here. So. For me, it all started at a production of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> so that's the all other right. thing I didn't even mention. I do musicals. I sing. That's right. You do. I know. Well, we. I think that's that's widely known. I think at this point, and like True. widely bemoaned by me. So. <laughs> but like, so for you, just to reiterate, we have drawing and comic or like illustration. Dra well, it's drawing, drawing, writing, my design, like my actual work, the podcast now, like so, audio and that kind of stuff. There's drums. I used to play in bands and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and overall, music. Yeah, kind of like. Yeah, well, that's more like obsession more than anything yeah. else. Like that's kind of like I, I need to I need to know everything. I 
uh, I was joking. I think I was joking with Tim about it at one point where he was talking about how like comics are his sports. Like everybody's got like that thing they follow. Yep. I treat my bands like people treat pro sports teams. True. You know what I mean? Like I follow them around and like I'm obsessed with every little detail and I listen to every fucking <laughs> Pearl Jam bootleg I can get my hands on and I look at all the set lists and I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm that I'm that obsessive about that. And I'm like, that's really just like the way like my dad is about the NFL during the season or whatever, like people who are obsessed with the Leafs or something like that. Like it's, it's the same thing. It's just that my insane brain glommed onto Pearl Jam as opposed to the Canadians or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm French Canadian. I should probably say the Canadians as opposed to the fucking Leafs. So yeah, even though I'm a GTA guy, like I live in Toronto, but yeah. But yeah, no. So those are yours. And for me, it's musicals and acting improv and voice i guess it all kind of ties together um writing you do a lot of you do a lot of performing is your kind of main thing so it's like performing in general like the podcast is you performing like all your voice work is you performing like that's why you're on this show is because like tim's a researcher and i kind of am too but you're the performer (laughs) out of the three of us like you're very much the personality out of the three of us oh you guys are per- well anyway yeah i i bring a different kind of uh, i bring acuteness energy <laughs> um there's that too. but uh yeah because tim's like a hobbit basically yeah. and i'm a fucking giant troll so i mean like yeah it, it does help to have a cute little blonde girl that like <laughs> works with us too you know uh. what I mean? it makes us way more marketable than like oh it's like tim and mark like at oh, least two fucks like you guys have great episodes when it's just the two of you though well we have fun but you know it's not the same yeah (laughs) but yeah and then the writing and the design because i do photography and video and graphic design as well i know i've been getting into the photography and video stuff the last couple years like you just kind of have to at this point as a designer like i yeah you have to have it all yeah man like it can't just not be it can't just be a good like designer anymore it's like oh i also need to be able to like know how to work a fucking web backend and edit audio maybe and edit video and put that through after effects and do that shit and it's like wow this is fun yeah i know how to work a camera properly thank god i took that class and a half at brock that taught me how to use a you know film camera that really does me a lot of good now well the problem is that and like this is another thing that you kind of and it actually ties into what we're talking about and then i'll tell my joseph story but oh right yeah 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 so the problem with creative jobs is that as creative people it's hard to force the creativity sometimes yeah so i work as a social media and content creator for the art gallery and a lot of the time my content is created for me which is great because we have you know all of our works but i find that sometimes i'm just struggling to come up with verbiage and verbiage and like interesting copy that's going to make people actually invested in reading what I've written or like taking good photos of stuff that I've seen a million times, you'd get to a point where you're like, I just don't want to do this. Basically. I actually, I had a total day like that today where like I hit noon and like I had like five jobs to do. And I was like, I don't, if I have to look at one more fucking Adobe tool palette, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind and pitch this MacBook through a fucking window. Yep. Came, walked away and came back a half an hour later and just, started again i guess so. and it's frustrating because you're like i know this is not on anyone else but no one else here like it's hard when you don't work with people who everybody is see that's the nice thing where i am right now like i am in the middle of like there's five designers that i work or four there's four other there's five of us designers like there's a group of yeah. us so like 
when I'm having a day like that, like I can turn around and be like, you ever have one of those fucking days where you just like your brain's not like producing work? And they're all going to look at me and be like, yep, yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably tomorrow too. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. So that's one of the nice things about this job right now. It's like I am actually working with real designers, like talented designers and stuff. So I get to like actually talk with people about shop and not have to be like, oh, right, you don't know what a fucking print plate is. So here's where I'm going to explain to you how we transfer plates to, you know, from digital to press. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. These guys yep. know that stuff. So. And that is awesome. Yeah. Refreshing at the very least. I'm lucky in that I get to work with a bunch of really creative people, but a lot of the time they don't understand yeah. the process of like creating. Yeah. Not all the time. Like I, I work with a really rad group of people. But anyway, so this past week and a half, I really just had no focus. And it sucked because I recognized that I was being shitty. And I didn't really know how to say like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just going through a bit of a, my brain can't focus on work and my engagement and being excited about it. And like, it just, I, it's ADHD. Yeah. So you figure it out, though. Hopefully, eventually you get it worked out. Yeah. I can produce work now without like really thinking about it. Like some days I have like that day, but like for the most part, like I don't have, like, I don't never get like when people say like I have a creative block. I'm like, no, nah, that's not a thing I get. I just, you just work through it. Like you just put the fucking shit in the page and just start shuffling around till it starts to make sense. Cause that's how it works. Like some days it's going to suck. Some days it's going to come right off you like a, I don't know, like water off a duck's back or some shit, but yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. So you were telling a story about you started at amazing yes. technicolor dream coat. Interesting. So- yeah, when I was six. The only musical I've ever seen. Actually, no, that's not true. The first musical I ever saw, though. Yeah, that's amazing. It With Donny Osmond? Yeah, I saw, I saw it with Donny. The same one I saw. I yeah. saw his last show uh, ever. Was last show. Mom, Mom and I went, though. It was like a school thing. Mom came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the uh, the absolute last show cool. he ever performed because halfway through he had a panic attack. And he was bulimic at the time, I think, yeah. because of his stage fright. And I was there with my dad, my mom, and my siblings. And halfway through the show, I just remember when the lights came up and it was like that, you know, just a little twink- twinkle of sound and the narrator walks out and goes, way, way back many centuries ago. I was just like, ah! <laughs> I just remember this moment because the smoke was coming out and it was just like, I was just holding the bar, getting as close as I could because we were right at the balcony. I was like, I want to do that. And it was like a calling. But I never had the balls to commit to it 100%. Okay. I the same thing. Because uh, it was like the same kind of experience going to like seeing the Tea Party when I, like, when I went to my first concert, like going to see the hit for the first time or seeing Pearl Jam finally in 98, like the first time and being like, fuck, that should be me. Like I should be able to do that. Like that's something I would, you know, like enjoy doing and stuff like that. It's so hard to get into though. And like to commit to whole hog to that kind of life is just like, I mean, you think we live in poverty now as designers or whatever we're doing. You know what I mean? Like creative professionals. Fuck my life. Could you imagine being a musician in the economy today? Even like if I'd gotten my start when like I would have like been in my late teens, early twenties, it still would have been 2000. Napster would have fucking just eaten my lunch. Like there's (laughs) just no way to do it. Like there's no way to do it. So it kind of sucks, but it's like, I was, I always see like stuff, like I go, like, I mean, obviously I go to a million shows and whenever I go, I'm always like, fuck, that would be like the life. I think I'd probably be good at that. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would enjoy that kind of life. So yeah, no, hundred percent. 
just like creating and like going on tour and like sharing it and like having the fans and like doing that just that and the other thing but like mainly just like being able to go out and perform every night like go and play every night is just like fuck that's that's a tempting kind of offer so i know exactly what you're talking about there yeah but it was just god it it's been inside me ever since like when i yeah. get to, i've never actually besides being in uh, avenue q I've never really been a lead in a musical. I was the lead in Into the Woods, but then that didn't work out. Um, I was the mm. maker's wife. And like, there's been a number of times where I've been like, I've always been a supporting, a big supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why hey, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a drummer, you know, so yeah, there you yeah. go. So when I got to like sing my heart out on stage with the understudies, I was like, I've merged my loves. <laughs> like, it was fair. That's cool. I had some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. But okay. yeah, that's really, that's, awesome. that's really what got me in. And it just decided it was so funny because when, when Donny Osmond left halfway through the show after intermission came back and they came back and the guy started singing and I thought he sounded a little funny, but my little brother, Nick, who was four stands up and points and goes, that's not Joseph. And my mom was devastated. She was like, Nick, shush, shush, shush. He's like, that's not Joseph. And she's like, honey, quiet, 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 quiet. Because the swing had come on because he'd left. Yeah. Mom was like, it is Joseph. It is Joseph. Goes, that's not Joseph. I know that's not Joseph. That's not Joseph. And he's just like losing his shit. And I'm like hitting him. Being like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because like those music, those tones that come back where it's like, bum, 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 And it's just, oh, I was so magical. My shit little brother was like screaming and ruining it for everybody in the balcony. It was so funny. I can see that. Yeah. I think like performing like that's yeah. Like that first if you get something good of your first one, like that's that's a big step, you know what I mean? Like It's true. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't because I remember like uh I mean we talked about the music stuff, but like like the drawing is which has always kind of been the center of everything. It was very much like I don't even remember where it started. Like I really don't like remember where it started, but like it had to be Batman. Like it just had to be Batman. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of that makes fucking sense is like that 89 Batman movie. And then me like dad getting me into comics and like that kind of thing. And then me just being like, I can do this shit. Like I can draw, like I can fucking draw Batman. Like, let's see how it goes. And like, yeah, next thing you know, you know, going to school for it and stuff. And it's like, all right, I guess that works. But yeah, it was, it was very much like I, it was just in there and I had to do something about it. And yeah. Batman brought it up. Shockingly, I know for me that it's it, that. Of course, it centers around Batman or Pearl Jam, right? Well, so. I uh, I'm still envious. Excuse me, that you tried to make a go of it because oh, it was, yeah. it's a lot of years. I man. I had not. I had auditions set up for Sheridan's musical theater program and the acting program at York and a number of other programs at Ryerson and one other, and I panicked and didn't go because my dad told yeah. me. Sorry, my dad told me that he his dream, his one dream in life was that his three kids would all have university degrees. Okay, fair. So, yeah. So I get I get why he wanted to, which is why I took theater and film at McMaster along with multimedia. Yeah, because I still I think I made the right call doing that, like for being a nine to fiver. Yeah, but. It's sometimes like I do feel that pull when I watch shows. I'm just like, <laughs> every time. And like my Twitter feed is like the worst for this because I most of my Twitter is like just creators, right? Like it's just like comedy yeah. people. So like 
Um, we've talked about Blake, my friend Blake, uh, who writes and like does comics for Aspen and stuff like that. She's just got a book like Kickstarter or whatever. Like she's completely funded to write and like produce this book. And I'm just like, oh. God damn it. I hate it so much. And I love her to death. She's the best. And I all the, like all the best, like all the like good luck and all that kind of stuff. Like it, the book looks awesome. I'm super excited to read it. But I'm just like, God damn it. She made it. And I'm like envious and proud of her all at the same time. And it's a very confusing feeling because like we started going to cons at the same time and like trying to break in at the same time. Yeah. And she fucking cracked it. Like she made it. Like she just hustled her ass off and made it through. And I just didn't, you know, like I was just, I was one of the many, many who didn't kind of thing. And she was one of the few who got in. I was like, God, God damn it. I That's know. Awesome. Like it's so cool, and, but it's cool to see. Yeah. So. And it's the same thing. Like I have a bunch of friends who have like, they took the risk. They made, they, they're doing, mm-hmm. like they're doing it. Like my ex is on the Stratford main stage. That's that's impressive, you know. Like, I know, and I hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Every time, every time I see her like pop on my Twitter feed, I'm like, God damn it! Like she's got the life. Like she got a little Patreon. She's got her Kickstarter going. Like she's got you know contracts to write and stuff like that. She's doing exactly what she wants to be doing. She's fucking crushing it. And I'm like, oops, almost had it. I know. Almost had it. And then you're just like, well, I only hate myself sixty percent of the time when I'm thinking about it. <laughs> 60%? Wow, that's low. No. You're doing very well for yourself, Miss Christie. I don't actually hate myself. I, I I, think I made the right choices. Because really, if I could become a musical theater actress, like I'd be so happy. But at the same time, it is a grueling life. Oh, is that, that's the thing. I, but I always I say it every time. Like The second Matt's current fucking drummer decides he doesn't want to play with Matt anymore, and Matt's looking for a new drummer, and if he says, you want to come play with me, I'm gone. I'm fucking out of here. I will go play with him. Like That'll be the yeah. end of that. Have you told him that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, though, like years, years ago. Before, actually, I'm not even sure if his current drummer was in the band at the time. He might have just had started. I think it was because he replaced drummers that I was like, next time you need to replace a drummer, man, just give me a call and I will come running because I know every song you've ever written. So. I know all of the drum lines. Yeah, I know every drum line for everything you've ever done. So let's do this thing. Let's do it but, right now. Yeah. If he called right now, and was like, "Hey, I need you to show up like tonight and play." I'd be like, "Why, Christy? Fucking gone." I'd be like, "Yeah, Simpson style, like, yeah. dum, 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 dum. smoke cloud, my pajama pants. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, are you in lounge pants and a pair of sandals? I'm like, "Hey, you told me to get here as fast as possible. What do you want from me?" Yeah, I'm here. What do you want? Yeah, let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Anyway. But yeah, it's that's how I feel about voice acting now, though, because I'm like, I could make this. This I could do. Because it doesn't require. I think you could do it, and you should go fucking do it. You <laughs> I am. I'm so. doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's just like that in particular. I'm like, I could do this. This I could do. I could do this thing. But that you don't need to see my face for. Yeah. So like that's how I know like I could play any character, which is exciting. Well, when you get to play Harley Quinn, you let me know. Uh, that will be. Jay. That'll be. Yeah. There it is. That's that will be the sign to me that you. <laughs> when I take over Tara Strong. Is she the one doing it now? Yeah, I I always I miss uh, Arlene. Uh, can't remember her name. The original one, the one who did the voice originally on the animated series. She was my favorite. Yeah, Tara Strong's good. Tara Strong does. She does do a decent job. She was really good at. She was the one who did it in the Killing Joke. Yeah, she's the one who's been doing it since the games. Oh wait, think, no, she did it. So. She did it. Um, was it Tara Strong? It probably wasn't her actually. In the one where they cut back to her origin story. Oh, Mad Love? No, that was Arlene Sorkin. That was? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that was the original actress. There was two. There's been two or three Harley Quinns. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. that'll be that'll be my sign that you made it is when you get to play like a comic book <laughs> character. 
that'll be like you making it for dance robot dance you know what i mean we'll be like oh christy made it we'll never yeah. talk to her again but like she's doing that thing now so that's good oh hush we'll, we'll talk about her doing those things like oh remember when she was a co-host now she's too good and then us. i'll just like you'll come see me at cons so i'll be like oh you i remember uh, you two idiots mark right yeah exactly. <laughs> just kidding like that's yeah. your husband's name yeah yeah you should remember yeah. i'm the taller version of him <laughs> <laughs> i guess like we uh, should we talk about our favorite creatives and then yeah sure i mean like we could talk about like because like we've talked about like what we do and like we talked about how we kind of got there for everything i mean like the drawing was like yeah i i don't know so like we we kind of your stuff all kind of stems from joseph i'm assuming right like you kind of yes. come all right writing yeah, my writing came because of a book series called Jacob Tutu. Fair. And uh, I loved stories. And then they apparently sent my story to him and the author wrote back. But I think it was actually just my dad. I think. I don't know. That's awesome. Um, he's never told me that. But I just have a feeling. And then improv was in high school. It was just at one point. I was like, this is so fun and it's such a great way to perform and I really want to do this. That was my uh, high school was drums too. Like I remember they they switched from like kind of an orchestral kind of music class at the school that Eric and I went to, the high school Eric and I went to, to like a yeah. guitar and like whatever kind of thing. And I didn't take it anymore because I just, I was in art and doing tech and like I was so busy taking all my other, like I wanted to get into all those English classes and do all the writing stuff too because I'm that nerd as well. But I was always the guy who was like hanging around. So whenever those guys were recording, like we need a drummer, I'd just like, well, I don't I like I like it. I don't know if I'm any good at it. So I'd just go sit down and try it. And I remember sitting down for the first time being like, man, I like doing this. Like this is fun. Yeah. So I kind of it kind of clicked at that point. So yeah. It was, it was, high school is a weird spot for that kind of stuff to happen. Because like pretty much like I'd been playing football and basketball and all that kind of stuff up to that point. And it's like when I discovered like I could play in bands and stuff, I was like, fuck all that noise. Like this yeah. is awesome. You know what I mean? This is great. Yeah, this is way more fun than like fucking running up and down a field for two goddamn hours every night. Like, why would I do that? I could just sit here and beat the shit out of these drums. Way more fun. So, and girls hang around while you're doing it too, yes. which is interesting. It was a new experience for me at the time. So, that was kind of cool. I was the drummer and nobody paid attention to me, but it's still like, oh, this is neat. Like, I feel like I'm part of a group. <laughs> but yeah, and then like, other than that, I don't know, the, like the design came out of the drawing, so that's about it. The writing is just kind of like a fallout of just me being kind of a general, all around kind of creative dude, I guess. Like it's one of those things I kind of default to because like I wanted to go into comics, so I was like, I want to draw, but I also wanted to be able to write my own stuff too, eventually. So I just started writing, and then like now I just I basically just use it for like work and podcast stuff. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, I think it's just it's so easy to get lost in it. Yeah. Well, that's the, like, that's the, the joy and the, I mean, there's so many like uh, catch 22s about like the process or like being a creative or doing anything like that, where it's like the same thing that can be like, it brings you a ton of joy can also be like a giant fucking albatross around your neck kind of thing. Like yeah. just drag you right down all at the same time. So it's interesting. Like it's a fun, like life to live, I guess, kind of thing. Cause you're never bored. You always have something you're thinking about or something you're working on or something you need to try or something you have to go do or whatever. Cause your like brain just won't let you fucking just sit and do stuff yeah. without like a shit ton of narcotics in your system <laughs> or something. So, well, it's like, I guess uh, what I would ask um, quickly then of us for the final little bit, just to, before we wrap is what would be in the things that you are passionate about in the, the like five creative things that you say you do 
who are your like inspirations within those? Like the, if you had to say just like one per category, I know it's really hard. It depends on like which one. So like podcasts, it was definitely like last podcast on the left. When we started, it was last podcast and Smodcast were the two that I was really listening to and being like, this is what I want to do now. The, the, the kind of funny guys like the game over Greggy show and like those guys, that's kind of become, I don't necessarily like everything they do. But like, I just like that that's all they do is they just make podcasts and YouTube videos all the time. And just like there's content all the time. It's just them talking about bullshit all the time. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And that's what I want to do. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of why I like doing the show and want to do more stuff involving Dance Robot Dance and like make it kind of a thing like kind of funny because I like watch those guys do it. I'm like, God, that would be something I would be fucking awesome at. And like, I think what we have here, like the three of us and then if you glom on your mark and alicia and paul and like all the other people that we can kind of bring in there's lots that we could create and build an audience through so yeah yeah so i guess now now it's more the game over great you guys but like i mean the last i still listen to the last podcast i love them to death they're doing their own like little network too which i think is another thing where like they have their own group of podcasts and i'm like that's awesome i would like to be able to do the same kind of thing with our stuff mm-hmm. maybe down the road like eventually like it was a long haul for them and i'm not saying it's going to be a fast haul for us if it ever happens but like i think it would be worth it for us kind of thing yeah what else the drawing i mean at this point it's just like i just see stuff online and i'm just like oh wow those guys are great um i want to shout out my 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 most recent protege uh her name is uh christy hicks another christy katie hicks sorry i got it wrong katie hicks you can follow her on instagram katie.hicks um she's an illustrator from st Catharines. who uh, this is the most random story of all time i got a random phone call from my doctor's office and I was like, I haven't been to the doctor's office in like four years, which means I'm probably dying of something, but <laughs> I don't know because I haven't seen the doctor. And I was like, oh, are you guys calling me for an appointment? They're like, no, nothing like that. We don't care about you. Uh, we had a client in here, though, or I guess a patient who just graduated from illustration at Sheridan. And like, we know that you've been down that road, but you mind talking to her. So now like follow her on Instagram, follow her on Twitter. And I give her, giving her some pointers and chatted her through some stuff. But I see her stuff and I'm just like, man, she's really like just taking it off the heart and just gone out and started doing it. Like I was like, go do a webcomic if you want to do that kind of work. She's already got a webcomic up and running. And I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. 21 years old. And just like, got Killed it fucking it. figured out. You know what I mean? Super talented. But I mean, other than that, there's, there's a guy, the guys that I've always been inspired by, like the art germ guy that I follow on Instagram or like Stephen Hicks or um, not Stephen Hicks, uh, Steve McNiven, who's the Halifax Marvel guy uh-huh. that I love. Who's like one of their best guys. I follow him on Instagram. And whenever I see his stuff, I'm just like, God, I suck, but I need to go draw more because it makes me want to be better. Uh, what else like design wise that's just like everything like i just look at stuff and be like god i could do better than that like that's my main thing now it's just like i see other design and i'm like fuck could you just hire a professional to do this stuff please like stop doing yourself just hire a pro like that's my inspiration i think now for designing is just i've been doing it too long and i hate seeing bad design work i would rather good work go out so that's that and then i mean i still play my drums but like obviously my inspiration for that is just the fact that i go to a live show basically once a week or twice during pearl gym tours depending on what's going on kind of thing so i still watch those guys and be like yeah i'm not as good as matt cameron matt cameron's 60 years old almost 60 years old but you know he was in Soundgarden and pearl jam and always gonna be a better drummer than i ever was so but i'm still learning his stuff still trying to figure it out so there you go so i think that's everything really i mean we talked about a bunch of stuff but those are the big main ones uh, like those are the people that I'm kind of actively looking at now in terms of like what influences me, but even stuff like I'll listen to Pearl Jam songs and get ideas for something to draw or like I get ideas for podcast stuff because I'm listening to an interview with one of those guys. Like it's just now it's just like a morass of like culture and stuff, right? Like you're just kind of subsumed in media and people creating yeah. stuff and like you can 
live that life where you're like on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook or on all of them and just like seeing everybody doing all their shit all the time. And it can be disheartening because you're not doing it to the same level that they are. But it is also very inspiring to be like, hey, look at all this cool shit other people are doing. I should do cool. Yeah, shit too. it's true. What about you? What do you uh, what do you where do you get your inspiration from? Well, for me, it's it comes from a number of things like for performers. Uh, I I really admire like uh, Idina Menzel because of her range and like her abilities she's got this powerhouse voice, but she can be so soft and demure. And I think that's incredible. There's like a good, I could talk about a gajillion different oh, yeah, yeah. performers. We basically do talk about yeah. that kind of stuff all the time. Like that's what yeah. we talk about mainly. And yeah. you know, when it comes to like improv and things like that, it's still for me, it's Colin Mockery. Oh, fair. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's yeah. funny. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. Tina Fey still like my favorite fucking SNL cast member since like Bill Murray. She's basically like yeah. my favorite SNL cast member of all time who is not Bill Murray. Amazing. And he can't even count yeah. Bill Murray because Bill Murray's fucking Bill Murray. So like she's basically the best yeah. SNL cast member of all time. <laughs> but between her and Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph, like, but yeah. So um, when it comes to comics I, I've, or like writing, it's Neil Gaiman and Patrick Rothfuss are huge inspirations, but also like, Tina Fey again, just for her, and Amy Poehler again for writing. I think they're both phenomenal writers and improvers, and I think that that's such an important skill to be able to have. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say it. Warren Ellis, always Warren Ellis, like always Warren. Oh yeah, always books, comics, tweets, like everything that guy fucking writes. I'm like, this guy's genius. That guy, all the time. Also for me is Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Nice. Uh, She's outstanding. She was uh, one of the like biggest voices in feminism and writing in the 1800s. She's outstanding. She wrote the yellow wallpaper, the original story that I wrote the play about. And like, I just, she's amazing. And then when it comes to voice work, yeah, Tara Strong for me, I'm just like, you never know when you're hearing Tara Strong because she's so good. You actually always know when you're hearing Tara Strong because basically every female voice that comes out of your TV, basically just Tara Strong now. I want to be that person. I can understand that. Like, a girl, work, so girl works her ass off, man. Like, she's everywhere, always. Yeah. But you know who else really impresses me is Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Nathan Fillion just impresses me with handsomeness in general, so. Yeah. yeah. But he also just, like, works real hard. Oh, yeah. The man's got hustle like crazy. He's always been something. Yeah. Always doing something. Yeah, he's awesome. But, yeah. No, I, uh, I think that's it. Like, I'm, I, besides all the other people that we've talked about, you know, like. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps up this episode, episode 109, which is crazy. So next week, it's probably going to be Mark and I again, but we have a a fun, um, more back to geek um, in our normal format kind of idea. But this was this was a fun little romp into different territory where we get a little bit more personal. Yeah. 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 No, it's been something I've been wanting to do on the show for a while. I mean, I like I like what we do. But there's definitely like a part of me that would like to delve a little deeper in spots, I think. So I like doing this occasional kind of sojourn into like reality, I yeah. guess. More reality, I guess. Um, I know what I forgot to ask, though, before we end. Um, yeah. What are you most proud of? What's your creative thing that you're most proud of? Like your biggest creative endeavor that, you, that you've been really happy with? I have a couple. Like I have a couple. 
I've done I've done a fair number of things over the course of my career that I'm very, very happy with. There's some illustration work that is still up online that you can find that I'm very, very happy with. There's not like a particular piece that I'm like, that's the one, but like there's a collection of them. They're like, this is my strongest stuff. And I really like, I feel like this is very representative of what I'm capable of. I'd have to find them and post them and stuff to really find the ones mm-hmm. in particular I'm thinking of. In terms of like other stuff, like design work for sure, the, my, my work on, like I did work for McDonald's uh, before yeah. I left my last job. And I feel like that, like I won awards for that. And st- like, I was always super proud of the work that I did on that account um, because it was like a, like a six month just grind to get like so much stuff created yeah. and like processed and produced and actively done and stuff that like when I was done, I was like, I'm, I basically finished my job there. Like I basically was done after that point. Cause I was like, I don't know what else I can accomplish at this fucking place. Like that tapped me out at that job completely. Yeah. That's exhausting. So like that, so the McDonald's one, and then I guess like, honestly, dance robot dance. I'm actually very proud of 109 episodes of this complete insanity that we've been putting out because I didn't, this like the way the, the <laughs> it's funny. Cause like the way the podcast actually netted out is not in any way, shape or form the way I foresaw the podcast netting out before we started it like this is not the team i assumed that would go forward with it i didn't assume it would last this long like i thought it would warp into something else and like i would go some like go do another show kind of thing yeah like start another podcast somewhere else probably with paul like that was my initial especially when we started getting like are we going to keep doing this kind of thing like it like, was very early on it's true i was like i'm going to keep going i don't know if it stays under this label or not i'm going to continue to do podcasts but but like the fact that we the three of us kind of like whatever you want to call it, like bonded, I guess, and like kind of kept going. And now 109 episodes, we have basically 100 episodes of a podcast. It's like you, me and Tim. It's true. You know what I mean, like it's our weird little show that we put out every week that 100 people listen to and kind of like, I guess. So it's kind of cool. Like it's it's interesting, like over the course of 100 episodes that we've built this little thing kind of that could go somewhere, I guess. And that that I think right now is probably the one thing that I'm like, I think about the most and I'm the most proud of is like, yeah, this podcast I've been doing for like two years. It's got a hundred episodes. We've never missed a week. I like my fucking love my co-hosts. Like they're my siblings. Like there's awesome stuff going on. <laughs> in the show, so. We love you too. And that's the only time I've ever said that in front I of any. Know, either of them, so it's a big deal. I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out. No. Absolutely going to cut it's it It's so good. No, I'll leave it in. We love you too. Uh, yeah, no, like it is totally and that. And like, and then starting side A, side B too was like a big thing for me. Cause I was like, we do our music episodes on here, but I was always like, it always felt very surface, which is fine. Like that's, that's what this show does. Um, at least at that point, it was, it's cool to be able to like with my brother, just go in and deep dive on stuff that like, well, the only, the way he and I deep dive on stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that really nerdy, like analytical side of that. We, that pull, that comes out on that podcast. 100%. Um, that, I mean, it comes out on this podcast more, a little bit more now, but it's way more prevalent on side A, side B. So I'm proud of the podcast primarily yeah. right now. So. It's a, like, I think it's been pretty damn good and you've learned a lot to like do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was not an audio editor or an audio engineer before we started doing this show. And as Christy can attest to, like, I basically built us a studio in my basement, just like you did. out of like bits and pieces I ordered off Amazon and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it was just like a couple of Amazon orders. I'm like, Hey, we can record in the basement. And like, it goes right to my hard drive and it's good to go. I remember the guys being like, what, what, why? Like, why did you do that? I'm like, cause we tried it once as like a group. And like with different laptops and it was a pain in my fucking ass to record. So I'm like, I can spend 500 bucks and put together a little kit and here we go. And I don't know. I was, I was kind of proud. Like the first time we got it up and running and we were all sitting down and recording, I was like, this is cool. I put this together and it works and we're like recording a podcast on it. It's neat. 
<laughs> that was pretty exciting. I remember you were like a kid in a candy store. Well, I, had a, I was having a blast. Having, and every time we put it together, I'm always like, yeah, this is fun. I like getting in there and like doing the wiring and stuff like that. I totally could have been a roadie. I'd have been totally happy as a roadie, apparently, because I'm just like, well, you just want me to wire up microphones and like set up drums and shit? I can do that. Absolutely. All day, every day. Let's go. Let's go to town. Yeah, I'm a weird guy. <laughs> weird guy. I think for me, my proudest achievement has been the understudies, my improv troupe. Mm-hmm. And the until worst sure I know is gonna be great. That's the play I'm writing with my friend Aaron right now. But yeah. um the yellow wallpaper has been my pride and joy. Cause like I wrote, directed, produced, like built, acted in, I did everything for that play. It was my being and like when yeah. i was writing it i was like i didn't realize i was a writer but i'm like i'm actually doing yeah. okay and then when other people it's fun when you get that when you get the yeah. bug it's crazy like writing is a weird thing but like once you sit down and like start doing it and you're like wait i like doing this it just becomes like i need to yeah. do this like i love doing this and so. like i was in after that i was in a sketch writing group for about three years i have a ton of sketches just like sitting on my hard drive and like three different started plays and a book and like all kinds of different things that I like play with and go back to and then leave and then come back and play with. And yeah. Yeah. I've got, I got projects like that for decades. Yeah. And I'm like trying to, you know, write a one woman show right now. And like, there's so much, so much going on and it's just like, Oh, sorry. It's exciting and great. But like the yellow wallpaper, I think right. Even though it was years ago, I'm remounted it, you know, two or three times and i still might do it again so i don't know it's just something that's stuck with me and i know i'm not quite done with it yet sure. but cool. yeah well i think that's a good way to wrap up the episode so ladies and gentlemen listening what you know just let us know what you think and what you know if, what's your passion and your creative how do you your creative outlet like how do you um manage that if you're working a nine to five or how did you make it your career like i'd love to hear more stories like Mark's friend and absolutely, you know, hear these success stories. Like what were your tips and tricks? Do you have anything to suggest like networking wise or did you meet people at cons? Is it who, you know, is it what, you know, like give us your insights. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. I, I got to get yeah. Blake on the show at some point too. I got to talk to her. It's been a while. She's been super busy. So it's hard to kind of like get her committed to doing something at any point, but I will, I will definitely talk to her again. Cause I know Tim wants to talk yeah. to her just about comic book stuff and, I'd like to be able to just have her on the show, period. Like, she's a fascinating, like, super fun, hilarious girl. So you'd like her, actually. Actually, you guys might even know each other, oddly enough. She went to McMaster, so. What's her name again? Blake. uh, Well, she goes by Blake Northcott. I'm actually not sure if that's her real name, but that's what she goes by. She's. I think she's kind of between us age-wise. I'm not really sure. But I know she went to Max, so. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, no, that's rad. Uh, but we would love to hear, you know, everything, everything. whatever you're thinking. Yeah. So, uh, keep, keep us in the back of your brain nuggets <laughs> and, um, you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the podcast apps. Leave us a review if you want. And we, we love reviews as long as they're above three stars <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can find us through social media channels with our Facebook page, which is just dance robot dance podcast. With our Twitter, it's drd underscore podcast. You could find us by emailing us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. And just, you know, if you search Google and look up Dance Robot Dance, we're pretty up there now at this point because of all these episodes. 
Yeah, yeah. We are, I think we're like number one or two, I think, when you type in Dance Robot Dance. Let's test it. Yeah. Let's be sure. Regardless, we're like getting there. So, you know, win. Nope. Dance Robot Dance, some kind of YouTube video. I'm assuming some kind of J pop or something like that. I think that's why we get How all those like, like a robot. Far away listeners. Yep. But if you are a far away listener and you've listened this far, thank you for joining us. And I hope that we've lived up to your not expectations. So, anyway. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Mark, why don't you give us a little sign-off? Say bye. Have a good night, guys. I'll go make yeah, something. Go make something. Make something of yourself. That's my geek cred. <laughs> That's my oh, recommendation. Right, geek cred. You can do geek cred. My recommendation, just go make something. Yeah. That's the best recommendation we can give people on this episode, I How think. How I forget that? That was my new segment. Um, yeah, I would recommend just uh, get one of those books that gives you prompts mm-hmm. and tells you to go do things and like stick to it. Because even if you just read it in the store and you're like, huh, that's funny. Just, get, you know, spend the 10 bucks, buy it. You might never use it, but if you do, it'll help you create. Yep, agreed. Yeah. But yes, thank you, everybody. This has been Dance Robot Dance, episode 109. I've been your host, Christy, and we'll talk to you next week.